When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Hope you're having a great night. This is Catfish on Ice, episode 177, presented by DraftKings and part of the Hockey Podcast Network with your hosts, Chad Minton and Rich Howe. We're back after a week off. We had to take a week off. A little week, a little, little vacation. Yeah, for sure. We said everything. Uh, we've still been watching the Preds, though. We've been watching this really commendable playoff push that not the Predators, Rich. They're not called the National Predators anymore. Nope. They are called the Predmerals. Can you the say Pred that really fast? Say that fast five times in a row right Pred-merals. now. Predmerals. Predmerals. Predmerals? It sounds weird after you say it. Yeah, you didn't, say it. you didn't say it five times. I only did it three and it sounded weird, so I'll stop. It does sound weird. Max Greenberg's in here. Let's see. He says, hello, hello hockey, hockey people. We are hockey people, for sure. We're ready to do that hockey talk tonight. We're happy to see everybody that jumps in on our YouTube channel. Thank you for bearing with us as we took a week off. We had to reset everything. Mainly me, honestly. We were ready to do an episode last week, and I will be dead honest. I said, you know what? Let's take a week off here. Need a break. Um, Need a break. Need to um, reset everything. I I never want to put out a bad episode. Right. And... I kind of, I think all of us just wanted to take a deep breath. Yep. It's been a really busy season. Uh, myself, Rich, and our other co-host, Kyle Perkins, we all work full-time jobs. This is not our full-time job, but we no, love doing this podcast. Uh, we wish it was our full-time no. jobs, trust me. For sure. That would be But amazing. we love doing it, and we're happy to be back here for episode 177 of Catfish and Ice. We have a lot to get into here tonight. As yep. um, yeah, as as I just mentioned, and as you all know, um, the Predators are basically fielding a full prospect roster, with the exception of a few veterans. And it's not just because they sold off heavy at the trade deadline, but also because guess what? That old trade bug has bitten the Nashville Predators. It's it's not pretty, folks. It's not pretty. You basically have. UC Saros, Kevin Lankinen, Matt Duchesne, and Colton Sissons. <laughs> well, Yakov Trinan. But none of the big gu- well, none of the big guns are, are in. That's for sure. I won't I won't even throw Yakov Trinan in there because he's still such a young player. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. if I mean I like that you just listen to those players off, Rich, because it's very it makes it very, very clear through <sighs> trades, through trades and injuries. So they're both a common factor here this team is basically fielding an ahl roster which that is to no extent is that saying anything negative about those young players that are playing right now no want to get that out there right off the rip those guys are battling hard but let's kind of all right so we've been off for a week so we've missed a lot of games rich we're not going to break down every single game that 
Yep. You know, that's not going to happen. But I will say, just quick recap of the, some of the games we've missed since the last episode. Yep. What, what was the last episode we did? Uh, was when they played, what, Vancouver? Was that the last that, episode we did? No, we've done an right. episode since then. Have we? Hmm. I don't remember. Let's see. They, hey, the Preds have been playing Fast and Furious. They had a lot of time off. They have a lot of games to make up in the standings. It would have been... What was the last episode? Any uh, e- Either way, while you figure that out, let's talk about some of the most recent games. Let me circle back to the game against the Chicago Blackhawks because that was one that really was hard to watch for me. Yeah, well. That was one that you felt like the Predators should win. Roman Yossi wasn't out yet. And you basically have a game of two AHL squads going toe-to-toe, right? Yeah, and this this is what happens when you sell. So I hope I'm not saying this to be like negative or anything, but for all those fans who wanted to have a heavy sell off at the trade deadline, there you go. I hope I really, really hope, and I mean this sincerely. I really, really hope that you're ready to be patient with this team for some of these really ugly games that are going to happen mm-hmm. against lopsided opponents, i.e. the New York Rangers. I get it. It was a back-to-back. We're going to get into it a little bit more. The New York Rangers are probably going to have a good chance to win a Stanley Cup. They're that good of a team. They're very good. The deck was stacked against you. It was on a back-to-back, back end of a back-to-back. Your captain, Roman Yossi, is out. I get all that. But it's going to happen. Some of these types of games where – to no fault of the players on this roster, but you're just gonna it's gonna be more talent on the other side. There's gonna be more veteran experience on the other side. I hope those fans that wanted that sell-off are ready to be patient for a couple years to let this team grow. Yeah, for sure. The talking about that Chicago game, the the bad part about that is the Predators needed those two points. They needed to, to that was a tough even, one to even entertain staying in the playoffs and you know you need to be up for a game like that they definitely could have won that game but um it just didn't pan out and i know well i know that uh, all the any of the teams can beat any of the other ones but you know i've said that numerous times but you gotta you gotta get up when you need those two points for sure well all the metrics in that blackhawks game i know we're going back a little bit but we're making up for lost time here um all, all the metrics in that game said the Predators probably should have won that game. They got shots on goal, which has eluded them a lot lately. They've mm-hmm. had trouble even getting shots on goal lately. They put up 36 shots on goal in that game. You're going up against a Blackhawks team that that has sold off way more than the Predators have. Oh, yeah. The, the Blackhawks know who they are. They know that they're rebuilding. They mm-hmm. know where they're at. The Predators are in that weird gray area that we all are familiar with. Um so that was a game that you felt like the Preds could back two points, you know, yep. keep the positive juices flowing mm-hmm. and uh, make up a little bit of ground. So when you drop that game against Chicago, that's when you go into that huge, massive matchup, daytime matchup, matinee matchup against Winnipeg. I was I was nervous to watch this game against Winnipeg, Rich. I don't know about you, yeah. but I I didn't know how this team would respond. I haven't been able to figure out Winnipeg all year. They're kind of a 
a conundrum for me. I can't figure out who this team is. Are they legit? Are they not? So I didn't yeah. know how the Predators. I didn't know how the Predators was would respond. What did you think about that game? It was it was good. They they played hard going up against uh, Connor Hellebuck. Anytime you have to face him, his whole body takes up basically the whole net, and you're gonna have to. You know, it's always gonna be a struggle to get points against that dude because he's just that good um, to get goals. And um, you know, they they played well. They they did what they had to do. Um, they did get a point out of it, but but at the cost of losing Roman Yossi and. That dude apparently is the whole glue that holds this team together because <laughs> and we've said that <laughs> because it's evident in the next game that we're going to talk about in a little bit. So yeah. So going to that Jets game here, yeah. I was nervous for this game. I knew how important it was. I didn't know how this young Predators team that's playing so many inexperienced, although talented, but inexperienced players. We know about the Jets. The Jets have so much talent. They're all in. They're Mm -hmm. ready to win right now. You're talking about two teams in completely different situations right now. One team was all about buying at the deadline and getting better and pursuing that Stanley Cup. You got the Predators who decided finally, let's sell. Let's do it. Let, let, let's take that. Let's take our medicine here. Everyone's been telling us to take our medicine for the last three or four years. Mm-hmm. And we're finally going to do it. But no one, no one could have predicted the injuries that led up to the deadline and also have followed since the deadline. And I never like to use the injury excuse as a fan, as a All fan, right. That's the lamest excuse in the book. I never like to do it, but right now I'm so tempted to want to use it I because mean, I, you can't deny it. Yeah, you look at the circumstances, and the I mean, hmm. the the top line is gone. Basically, I mean, I don't know, like to use it though, Rich. Line. I do not like to use the injury excuse. It's so weak for yeah. me. But yeah. I I don't know how I can push against it right now. I really don't because it's insane if you combine the four players that the Predators chose to obviously trade away. They chose mm-hmm. that path. Yep. And we were all okay with it. We all understood it. We were all applauding it. Mm-hmm. And yep. but and then we were like, I was saying, let's let the chips fall where they may after that. If they continue to make the playoffs and push for it. That's bonus at this point. That's mm-hmm. icing on the cake. We'll take it. But we all liked what we got out of the trade deadline here. We were all happy with the returns on Tanner Janot, on Matias Ekholm, yep. on Nino Nidorani, even Mikel Granlin. We were mm-hmm. so happy with what we got in return. But then you add on top of that that Philip Forsberg, his injury continues to linger. He's been out since early February, mid-February. I've already been on board, and I don't know how you feel about this, Rich, or, or if we talked about it in the last episode or not. Um, at this point, I don't think they should even bring Phil Forsberg back. No. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it, I'm sure he wants to play and wants to get back out there, but you just don't want to take that chance. Um, not with the injury he's dealing with. I, I, I just don't see a point in it. 
Even yeah. if you bring him back in the lineup for the sake of, oh, he can make our team better and maybe he can be the difference maker to maybe. make that final push to get in the playoffs. First of all, I don't think Philip Forsberg is the only reason that this team's going to make the playoffs or not, no. whether he comes back or not. Second of all, when you're dealing with head injuries and you're dealing with a player of any magnitude, I don't care if he's uh, a fringe starter, I don't care who that is. When you're dealing with a head injury, you mm-hmm. don't mess with that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. And and that might even be what's wrong with Roman Yossi. Nobody knows about that either. So um, It's very quiet away, right now. I, I would think that we're going to learn more right. about it on Tuesday. Yeah, you look at Nashville is definitely a more defensive team with spurts of scoring goals, and you get rid of the top three of the top four defensemen are hurt right now. I mean – that's that's bad. That's just uh, you know nothing they could do. I mean, there's just they look uh, so gassed. They, they look, and you can't. Can definitely. you blame them? Can you blame them? Yeah, for sure. And these, no, some of can't. these AHL guys aren't used to playing a schedule like that either. Um, so it's a new experience for them. They said on the broadcast, like the majority of those guys, none of them have ever played in Madison Square Garden. So that's a huge thing too. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for sure. Yeah. And, and again, it's on a back-to-back. So let, let, let's get to the most recent game here. Uh, let, let's address <laughs> the disaster that, that the it was. <laughs> <clears throat> so let me, let me, let me lay this out for you. So with my, with my new, with my new job and, and, the, and the hours I work a lot of times, and it's the reason why I haven't been as active on Twitter lately. Well, it's not the only reason. Twitter is toxic. But we still love a lot of you who that, – that's the only reason I get on Twitter is because there are a lot of amazing oh, yeah, people sure. to interact with, and I don't want to lose those interactions. But um, the real reason why I haven't been active on Twitter is because I do have a job where I mm-hmm. work a lot during, oh, yeah. during the games when they're live. So I have to watch these games – after the fact so i'm watching them on demand you know after the fact not live i don't check my phone because i want to be able to watch the game later all these kinds of things so that's why i've been a little quiet on twitter lately but i gotta tell you when when i got home last night to watch this rangers game i was a little nervous i didn't expect them to win the game rich i really didn't like i kind of felt like yeah there's no way they're gonna win this game but I was kind of a little bit looking back on it now. I was definitely a little bit um, clouded in my judgment. But I thought, you know what? I think they're going to put together another good effort, just like they did against Winnipeg. They're mm. probably going to lose or probably in for another heartbreaker, but they're going to put together a really, really good effort. And you I'm not no. saying they. You had no I'm idea. Not <laughs> So, yeah, so let me, let me lay this out there. And I'm sure there's plenty of Preds fans out there. If you're watching live right now on YouTube or if you're watching later, comment on the stream. Um, mm. Yeah, so I get in and the, and the Rangers score with, like, the first three minutes. And I'm thinking, okay, we gave them a goal here. Yeah. Let's buckle in here. It's fine. <clears throat> and, I mean, it just snowballed after that. <coughs> I could not believe it. I could not believe what I was seeing. It escalated very quick. I was like, the Rangers are going to put up 10 on these guys. But they, they did. could have. No, they, they could, could have. have easily. 
Easily. I put it out there. I put it out there. The the New York Rangers are the most classy organization in the NHL after what I just saw because they could have easily put up double-digit goals in that game. It was seven nothing in the second period, mm-hmm. and yeah, was, did they call off the dogs? Did they call off the dogs? They did. They absolutely they did because the Predators, the guy, the, the guys that were playing, they were trying. They were trying really hard, and you could just tell that the Rangers were laying back. Which that's that's good. There's no way those guys were gonna were gonna even sniff getting in uh, into this game. So. Let's give a shout out to a few people. Mike Twitter's yes. on here. And let's give a shout out to Mike Twitter's friend. He says, I got my Billy. friend Billy listening with me tonight live from Surprise, Arizona. Is that a Surprise? city in is that in town in Arizona? Or is he saying from Surprise, Arizona? Is it what well, how did he mean that? Do we need to break do we need to break down this this uh comment? <clears throat> Mike Twitter. Mike Twitter, we need you to uh further elaborate here is there a town called surprise arizona or are you saying live from surprise Surprise. arizona we need you to elaborate on that all right we need you to nikki's in here she says hey y'all Lindsay's in here hello friends there we go we got some good people in here tonight we appreciate y'all absolutely mike twitter says surprise this, he says the city is named. Oh, Surprise. the city is named Surprise. I never knew I, there was a city named Surprise, Arizona. That's so cool. It's the home of the Rangers and Royal Spring Training. So he's watching some spring training baseball. All well, right. That's cool. And I know Mike Twitter is a big baseball fan, too. So I'm yeah. down here in spring training country in down here in Florida. I mean, there's spring training going on all oh, yeah. over the place around me down here in the Tampa area. I guess they call it the Grapefruit League. So, yeah, we got baseball. It's about to be starting here, the opening day and all that good stuff. We got March Madness going on. We got yeah. – if you're a sports fan right now, you got plenty to watch. I mean, yeah. you got NBA and NHL playoffs. You got March Madness. You got – the NFL never stops. It's the sleeping giant that never really sleeps. Yeah, day. there's always something. Yeah, you got golf. You got everything. If you're a sports fan, this is the best time of year to be a sports fan. There's so much to watch that you can't keep up with it all. But um, going back to this Rangers game, I just think, you know, when you really back out and look at it and take into account everything that is going on, yeah, 7-0 sucks. It was a a massive um, just bulldozer that went over the entire Preds. But when you really look at it, it's still one loss. It's a it's a loss that you probably thought was going to happen regardless of the final score and how lopsided it was, how embarrassing it was. I get all that. But, I mean, what do you really expect? What do you really expect? Do you expect them to maybe make it a little closer? Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. Does it suck? Does it suck to be on the wrong end of a crazy game like that? Yeah, that sucks. But in the in the grand scheme of things, it's to be expected. You should expect something like that. It's maybe not that lopsided. Maybe not that lopsided, but still, it's still a loss. They all count the same. It, it it is, but if you will look at the Rangers game before they played the Nashville Predators, they shut out Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh had all of their 
star players playing six nothing shutout. So they they you know they're they're legit. I did see that. I did yeah, see that. And we've known legit. we've known that for a while. We've known that for a while that yeah. they're legit. It, I mean, obviously, yeah. when you lose seven nothing, and it could have been like eight nine ten nothing. Obviously, yep. Yeah, it doesn't matter who you're up against. That's embarrassing. But yeah, for sure. It is what it is. I, th- I think that, honestly, this team has put everything. They have emptied out the gas tanks lately, this yeah. this Predators team. They have emptied it out. They really mm-hmm. have. And the ske- like they had a lot of time off for a while, and so now they have all these games in hand. And now, up until the second to last week of the regular season, they're, they're not going to have more than one day off between games. Yeah, and this weekend they're playing Seattle twice in a row with Pecorine's with Pecorine's statue unveiling. Yep, yep. Both so I mean, I don't, I don't. I, I misspoke a little bit earlier in this episode regarding the whole effort thing. I don't doubt the team's effort. This team plays hard, and they've been giving us some really exciting hockey. I saw it when I went down to Sunrise, Florida to see the Preds beat the Panthers there. That was a great game to watch with great effort mm-hmm. and, and, and playing hard. And a lot of the young players were playing in that game as well, including Luke Evangelista was was starting to get his feet wet in the NHL at that point. Yep. You know, you're when you really broaden out the scope here, let's talk about these Predmirals, as we can say it here, Rich. <laughs> Who, who's a guy... Who who's really standing out the most to you right now in terms of some of these most recent players who are really they're really the core of the Milwaukee Admirals, which which by the way, shout out to the Milwaukee Admirals. They're in first place right now in the central division of their AHL hockey right. pursuit right now. And let's the- let's give some love let's give some love to the Admirals right now because yeah, right. think about all think about their roster turnover right now. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, <laughs> we're the Predators are taking guys every day from them, and they're still in first place. That's good. That's that's I mean, really amazing. And, and amazing. hey, let's give more kudos to Carl Taylor. I know there's no shortage of love lost for uh, Carl Taylor, the coach of the Milwaukee oh, no. Admirals. But how about that guy? He figures oh, out no. ways to keep that team competitive despite the hard job of of constantly having to change his lineup. Yep. He'd probably make a good NHL coach. Uh, maybe. I think so. <laughs> we'll revisit that later. <laughs> I think he will. Um, so who's really standing out, out to you like the most you, out of all these new prospects that have kind of caught, gotten caught up over the course can, of the season? Can you count Tommy Novak still? Uh, yeah, you can. I'll I'll allow that. No, I'll totally allow that. That counts. I guess in this little stretch of of games lately, though, Kiefer Sherwood's played well. Oh, I Um, love that. He stole mine. He stole mine. Um, That's a good one. Tommy Novak's playing well. Um, Evangelista is like a little spark plug out there running all over the place. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, these guys are getting some valuable NHL minutes, and that's awesome. That's Tommy Novak, do. Tommy Novak, out of that question is the obvious answer. I mean, this dude looks right. like a bona fide everyday top six center. Mm-hmm. That's how good Tommy Novak looks right now, and yep. he doesn't just look it; he's doing it. He, he's passing the eye test, yep. which is what we we always say eye test and analytical test. I think that's what is always 
going head to head with each other. Like, oh, here's the eye test. Here's the analytics. Here's this. Yeah. Here's that. Tommy Novak is passing with flying colors. Both mm-hmm. of those. Yeah, this for sure. dude. I can't get over how smooth of a skater Tommy Novak is and how he sees the entire ice. He sees the play developing. Mm-hmm. If we can take any consolation prize, if there's one consolation prize you're taking out of this season, even if the Predators make miss the playoffs, which it looks like they probably will. There, there's still miracles. Miracles exist. Miracles exist. I'm not completely writing them off, but, you know, Let's let's say most likely they do end up missing the playoffs. Your number one consolation prize, folks, that you can take out of this season is Tommy Novak has emerged as a bona fide top six center for this yep. organization. And let's go ahead and throw Cody Glass in there as well. I was getting ready to mention him, yep. Even more so, I would say Tommy Novak is actually – I know it's not necessarily a competition – but I would put Tommy Novak ahead of Cody Glass in terms of ceiling at this point. What like what they're showing, what they're showing. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, um, especially lately, Tommy Novak's played really well. Cody Glass has played well as as well. But like you said, I think uh, Novak does have a like. It's not a competition, but he, he is showing a little better at the moment. But they're both playing excellent. Uh, for the sir, for the situation and circumstances they're in, for sure. For sure, yeah. I mean, it's it's really the smooth skating for me when it comes to Tommy Novak. He sees the ice. He mm-hmm. makes the correct plays a lot of times. He's made a couple of mistakes here and here here and there, but who doesn't? Even the veterans make those mistakes. So yeah. I'm not focused on those things at all. Uh, I'm focused on what he, how he's seeing the ice and how he's diagnosing plays. How he's. Um, finding ways to to score. We saw that in the Winnipeg game. So when Winnipeg came back and tied it at one, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember the play, Rich, but the Preds quickly responded yep. and, and went back ahead two to one. And it very realistically salvaged a point mm-hmm. in that game because they did end up losing in overtime. But that's Tom, that's Tommy Novak in that in that game there making that play on that second goal, which ended up being scored by Luke Evangelista his his third goal of his career. So kudos to Luke Evangelista who was yep. driving the net. And we're about to talk about Evangelista a little bit more, but let's let's stay on Tommy Novak for now. Here he made he diagnosed the play exactly what I'm talking about is on this play here to Evangelista. He's diagnosing the play. He's he's seeing everything around him happening. He's being aggressive. He's making the right decisions. It doesn't always work out. We've seen a lot of times lately where to no fault of their own, but these guys are having a hard time getting on the same page. And guess what? That's why that's happening because there's <laughs> so much roster turnover, Rich. Yeah, they haven't played together for a while. In Milwaukee, they probably played together, but they yeah. have. But it's it's way different animal when you get on the NHL level. You're asking the you're asking these guys to basically translate whatever they've done together on the AHL level in spot times. And now you're asking them to go to the NHL and play against teams like the Rangers and the Winnipeg Jets, who are playoff teams, Yeah, you know, obviously. Um, That's why the Chicago game was such a letdown, because we thought, okay, this is our opportunity with the way we're playing lately. Mm-hmm. This is our opportunity to snag another two points, you know, because that was really, 
Rich, that was the last really super winnable game left on this schedule. We've been talking about this. In the last wow. episode, I mentioned to everybody a ma- vast majority of the remaining games on the Preds schedule is against right. current playoff teams. Yep. Um, even even the game Tuesday night against Buffalo is going to be tough because Buffalo just got blanked by the Bruins, so they're going to be good and ticked off, I'm sure. So, so I could. So when I was looking over the scores uh, last night, I was like, "All right, let me see what happened in the rest of the league. Let me see if I can feel better about myself. See if someone that uh, is of consequence uh, lost to make me feel better about myself and about my predators." And I saw, oh, the next opponent also lost seven to nothing tonight. So that should yep. be make for an interesting storyline. Yeah, I think it's going to be. That, I don't know any statisticians out there, but if someone wants to deep dive into, just, I would venture to say that this is the first time in NHL history that two teams coming off seven zero losses are playing each other. Yeah. Do you yeah, think that's ever happened in NHL history, Rich? I mean, I've never seen it before, but you know, who knows? Yeah, um, Buffalo's off. Buffalo's off tonight as well. We're recording this on a Monday, March twentieth. Buffalo's off tonight as well. Both Buffalo and the Predators lost seven to nothing, and they play each other next. I would bet. I would be willing to bet that that's never happened before. Two teams coming off seven zero losses play each other in their next games. I need yeah. someone on that. Yeah, for sure. I don't if even know where to the, begin to look up that. But If you, know. you look at the remaining games in March, the only one – I mean, it's it's Buffalo, Seattle twice, the Maple Leafs, the Bruins, and then the Penguins. I mean, that's just – that's rough. I mean, all you can really hope for is that some of these teams – let off their let let their foot off the gas a little bit because they don't have a lot to play for. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Because if uh, you look at the Eastern Conference right now, it's kind of shaping up a lot more than the West mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Like Toronto and Tampa are most likely going to play each other in the first round. Yeah. They're just kind of they're just kind of figuring out who's going to have home ice advantage. Tampa could pass Toronto to get home ice advantage in that first round. But Boston, yeah, Boston has nothing to play for unless they're trying to set the NHL record for most points in the season. Yeah, they've been mixing the lines up, just doing different things, trying some different stuff, but they're still, you know, it's Boston. Yeah, I mean, it, in the NHL, teams don't take games off. Like, they're the, mm-hmm. it's a different animal. They play to win. Uh, it's going to be a tough road to, road to haul for the Preds. I mean, just I mean, is. if you look at the at the rest of the games – if they don't get back some of the hurt players, they could legitimately lose every one of these games. I mean, I, I hate that. I don't want to be negative or say that, but no, I mean, I mean it's a very maybe, realistic, you could maybe a very realistic beat, thing to say. You can maybe beat St. Louis. Um, I mean, even in April, you got Dallas, Vegas, Carolina, Winnipeg, Calgary, Minnesota, and Colorado. I mean, and that's those, what I, I mean, brutal. I call it, I mean, I called April the gauntlet way back in like January. I remember yeah, seeing April sure. and thinking, okay, like, but yeah, no one could have foreseen all these injuries that have happened. And again, I'm not trying to use that as an excuse. The Preds chose their path and mm-hmm. I'm glad they did. 
I really am. I'm glad yep. that the front office finally took a a clear approach and they got assets, they got draft picks, they got draft capital. They've Fine. got a lot of leverage going into mm-hmm. these drafts. And how perfect is that? They're going into the draft that the Nashville Predators are hosting or the city of Nashville is hosting. Yep. And they've got, you know, the draft that Connor Bedard, the best prospect since Connor McDavid is going to get drafted. Obviously not to the Predators. No. The, those lottery odds are that ship has sailed. But very high. <laughs> it is a very, very good draft class, even for a team that's picking in the mid first round. And I'm telling y'all, and I've seen other people mention this. I'm not the only one that's mentioned this. With all that draft capital, do not discount the fact that the Predators can trade up in the first round. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they might. They, they might trade up in the first round. Enough to do that, for sure. They do. So. I think the Predators will trade up. I, I will put my money on it now. We're going to do a lot of episodes in the coming weeks after the mm-hmm. season, really gearing you up for the uh, the 2023 NHL entry draft. It's going to be in Nashville. Oh, that'll be um, exciting. But I, just, I'm, I'm saying this right now. Here's my hot take alert. I think the Predators will trade up in the first round in some yeah. degree. I don't know if it'll be two picks, three picks. They're going to move up. Mm-hmm. there's a method to the madness when you're acquiring all these draft picks. It's not that you're going to use every single one of those draft picks. No. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely, that's why they're stocking them up. I mean, that's, exactly. that's what you do. That's what you do. They did it. They did it the year they drafted uh, Zach LaRue. I mean, they used a few of them and traded up and got him. I mean, and some other guys. So yeah, that's just how it works. And they've got a lot, a lot of picks to trade. So <clears throat> yep. That'd be exciting. So, the really, like, we got it scrolling across the bottom of the screen here. What is the path to the playoffs now for the Predators? Well, I mean, it's still very possible. Mathematically, it's, possible. it's the gap is not that large. It's not, like, if you just what if you just looked at the standings in a vacuum right now and you didn't look at the rosters, you just looked at, mm-hmm. okay, the Predators are here, the, the Winnipeg Jets are are there, and you're looking at the games in hand and all that, you would think, oh, yeah, why would you count out the Predators? They can totally make that up, right? Mm -hmm. Five points out, three games in hand. Mm -hmm. They got two games in hand on Calgary, which they're one point behind, so we got to keep them in mind. You've even got Seattle, who they would have to really fall apart. So it really comes down to three teams for that Mm -hmm. final spot. Yep. Winnipeg, Calgary, and Nashville. Which one of those three teams is going to take that final spot? So, Rich, I ask you that question, and then I'll answer it. Out of those three teams, give me your prediction right now. Who is going to take that final wild card spot? I think it's going to be Winnipeg. Um, I don't follow the Calgary very close, but I do see some some stuff here and there from our friends who do follow Calgary and apparently, you know, they're, they're struggling as well. So um, I think it'll probably wind up being Winnipeg for sure. Calgary, Calgary does not have the same excuses that Nashville does to be where they they're do not. at in standings. They do not. So if you're, if you're a Calgary fan right now, you're way, way more angry. If, if Lindsay's on here right now, she can chime in. I would love to hear mm-hmm. her thoughts on this. If you're a Calgary fan right now, you have way more reason to be upset mm-hmm. at where your team's at the standings as opposed to if you're a Nashville fan right now and seeing 
okay, we are where we are. We did what we did at the deadline. We we kind of made our bed and we're real we're willing to lay in it and we're gonna see where it falls. Calgary, they went all in last offseason to to really build up, <laughs> you know, and yeah. they, they're they're they, kind of they're they're kind of that team that has that window that's open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they tried to quick. They tried to plug the hole, and Johnny Gaudreau left, and got a few guys. Mm-hmm. I know Nazem Kadri, Chuck, and Matthew Chuck. Chuck. They lost him too. Yeah, lost him. Yeah, and they got um, the um, oh the guy from Florida in the trade. Um, yeah, they looked good. I mean, Huberto, Jonathan Huberto. Huberto yeah. yeah, gosh, couldn't remember his name. Um, yeah, I mean they kind of they kind of went all in, you know, with those with those trades and stuff, and signing Kadri and. So yeah. I'm just, just for the sake of argument, time. just for the sake of argument, but I do kind of, I do have conviction in this. I'm actually going to go with Calgary here. Oh, cool. I don't yeah. like what I saw from Winnipeg against Nashville on Saturday. I know they won, but they, they remind me a lot of a team that, and you can say the same about Calgary, but I don't, I don't trust Winnipeg as a playoff team, as a viable playoff team, I didn't even think they'd be this high up in the standings. So they've already kind of outperformed my preseason mm-hmm. expectations. So I'll give them that. They've got some star studded talent. They've got some scores. They look like a one dimensional team to me and hell buck has to bail them out a lot. And that's, that's kind of how I feel about, it's kind of yeah. how I feel about Winnipeg. So maybe he'll bail them mm-hmm. out just enough, but you're Winnipeg's going the opposite direction right now. Yeah, for a while um, we're talking. We're talking about a Winnipeg Jets team that was pushing Dallas for first place there for a while. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, yeah, you, you mentioned them being one dimensional, and that one dimension is Connor Hellebuck. <laughs> I mean, the they dude's got hard scores. Yeah, they got some know. weapons. They, they do. I, they know, do. But I think, like you said, they do rely on him to bail them out quite a bit for all of their deficiencies. For all of their deficiencies and for all of their disappointments, I think Calgary is actually the more balanced and mm-hmm. top to bottom, better quality team. Yep. And we're looking at the standings right now. And if if you're making me pick Nashville, Winnipeg, Calgary, who gets that final wild card spot? I'm going Calgary. I mean, yeah, that's a good. They've got good they've got one game. They've only got one game in hand on Winnipeg. So you yeah, got that I mean, going for you. I think Calgary has been trending a little bit better as of late, but they're still kind of teetering around. They beat Vegas seven to two recently. Um, that was a nice win. They beat Dallas this month, mm-hmm. but they've taken some L's, but so is Winnipeg. I mean, no one seems to want this final wild card spot. It's kind of a miracle that the Preds even have a chance. Uh, they've they've been getting a lot of help from Winnipeg and Calgary who keep losing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, you just, it's back and forth, you know, Nashville was up, up, up one day and then Winnipeg and Calgary and they keep flip-flopping. So it's like, did you see, boys? did you see where uh, Markstrom broke his stick in that overtime loss to Dallas on Saturday? He was was not happy. He was very unhappy. (laughs) It almost yeah. like hit a player. He almost hit one of his own players with it. So that was um, a crazy game. 
And that's yeah. that's that's a crazy rivalry that's kind of being built between Calgary and Dallas. Right, but yeah, um, I would love I would love to see a seven game series between those two teams. But um, you're looking back at that game. the The Stars jumped up two nothing in the first two minutes of the game. The, the Stars were up two nothing in that yep. game. Yep. And Calgary chipped away. They tied it at three. They went ahead four to three. Was a great game. They went toe to toe with Dallas. That that told even though they lost that game in overtime, that told me something because I have a lot of respect for Dallas. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think Calgary is going to take that final playoff spot. But one thing is for certain: me and Rich are both saying that the Preds will not. I take just that do final not. I don't see how there's a path to get there. I was getting ready to put that up. Could you imagine Nashville getting in the playoffs like this? All the veterans injured, mostly an ads roster. It would be an awesome story. It would be a great story. And and it's and possible, and I would love it more than anything. But and I and I think it's a story that the NHL should hope happens. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it would be because you can mark you can market the hell out of that if mm-hmm. that happens. Absolutely. If you could if you could market a team like the Predators with all of these young players, mm-hmm. a lot of players that people have never heard of outside of the Nashville market, unless you just really follow prospects. Um, that would be great. That'd be such a great story. It's already a great story. Even if they don't make the playoffs, I think it's a great story. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's a season, it's a season that I'm going to remember for a long time, regardless if the team makes the playoffs or not. Yeah. There's been a lot of, a lot of cool things happen that we've been wanting to happen for a little bit and it's finally taken shape. So I think this year though, it's going to be a moot point because the, the uh, Stanley Cup champion is going to come out of the East, obviously. So, um, oh, okay, we'll get back to that. Well, well we're going to look around <laughs> the NHL a little bit here. Let's let's give some love to DraftKings first. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just five dollars on any pregame money line bet and score one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets. If your team wins, we're talking about the NCAA March Madness tournament that's going on right now. I filled out two brackets, uh, yeah. Rich, and so every year I'm not a college basketball guru at all. Trust me, I'm not. I don't but even watch it. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. it's still it's still so fun to do a bracket. I don't know yeah. why, but it's so fun. We all pretend like we're experts for like two weeks out of March every year. But anyway, um, so every year I do two brackets. I do one where I take a lot of chances. I take a lot of risks. That makes sense. And then I do another really conservative bracket where I try to like do a lot of research and I try to look at the teams. I try to look at trends. I I take a lot more thought into each pick I make. And I've been doing this for like four years now. And every year – the, just, the bracket where I just roll the dice and take the chances is the bracket that does better. That, one, that one's probably doing good if you took chances. Because there's uh, been a lot I of was, <laughs> I was doing really well there for a while. I took I took the Tennessee Vols to beat Duke, so I'm going to toot my horn on that one. That's a good one. My, my one first-round upset that I was really, really happy and proud about was I took Furman to beat Virginia. Oh, wow. Don't there ask me why. I just did it. But yeah, so that, that's what we're trying to tell you. Uh, awesome. Rich, you're you're in the great basketball state of Kentucky. How are Wildcats fans taking their loss? I haven't talked to any. 
but I can guarantee they're in hiding. Are they in hiding? They're mad and probably want to fire Calipari. <laughs> um, that's what happens. Man, it's just, it, well, the, the level of expectations for Kentucky basketball is so high it's absolutely. that when you when you lose in the second round of the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament and how many years have they fallen short now and not even made it to the Final Four? That's, that's some of the ammunition that the people have for wanting him fired. So It's championship or bust. Or yeah, fi- it it's is. Final Four. It's Final Four or bust for Kentucky it, basketball. It I think that's fair is. to say. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. I, I, I I lost on Kentucky. I thought Kentucky would make it to the Sweet 16. So they 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 kind of messed up my bracket a little bit. So yeah, yeah. thanks, Wildcats. But yeah. either way, a lot of fun to still be had with DraftKings and our promo code THPN. Plus combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odd odds boost. All tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and and sign up with code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes below for details on responsible gambling practices, and if you need gambling help. All right, so a lot of fun there with the NCAA tournament. Rich, before we went to that promo with DraftKings, you said that you think the Stanley Cup winner is coming out of the East. We're already on record of picking our Stanley Cup teams. I think we even revised or got the chance to revise. We got the chance to revise our Stanley Cup picks a few episodes ago. My original pick was Hurricanes over the Avalanche, which could still happen. Mm-hmm. I'm really liking that Hurricanes pick. The Hurricanes are mm-hmm. cooking right now. They my are, problem with for sure. my problem with my your problem with any if you pick any team out of the East, the problem you're facing is it's going to be a gauntlet for anyone who has to come out of the East. There's going to be a lot of good teams who lose in the first round in the yeah. East. Oh yeah, for sure. I think my original one was Toronto and maybe Colorado. You did. We all took Colorado. Colorado. We all did preseason. I mended mine and said Boston, and then who did I say out of the other one? Uh, did you Did you take Colorado out? Dallas. I think I said. I think I, when I changed it, I think I said Boston and Dallas, but I don't remember. But if, if it, Boston Dallas would be a really fun Stanley Cup final. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know, but Carolina could legitimately win as well. I mean, they are cooking. I, I'm just going to stick with my <laughs> original preseason prediction. Why, why abandon it now? I mean, Colorado's yep. playing really good. They're finally starting to, um, they, they've weathered all of the injuries that they went through and they had the talent to overcome that and, you know, tread water. And they, they were hanging around the wild card for mm-hmm. mid season. And now they're finally have gotten above the fray and they're playing up to their full potential. They are so, on a five-game win streak right now. Yeah. So, you're looking at the West. Let's look at the Western Conference. I mean, <laughs> I have a. I know how good Dallas is, but I know how good Dallas is, but I just have a hard time trusting them in the playoffs. And I think a lot of Preds fans, or a lot of Dallas Stars fans, would say the same thing. It, how, can, you, can we trust them... In the playoffs, 
You're right. That that is a legitimate concern. Um, Jason Robertson has been playing amazing lately, so um, I think he'll have something to say about that. But yeah, I don't know if uh, if old Jamie Ben could handle losing another uh, Stanley Cup final like he did when they were in the bubble. I still yeah. remember that picture of him sitting in the locker room by himself. I was like, oh, poor guy. So what team are we given the best chance out of the West to beat a team out of the East? Because I think the East is by far the better conference, top to bottom. Yeah, like you said, though, it'll be tough to get out of the East, so it'll be a fight to get out, so that might wear them down. Who knows? Um, man, I don't even know. Maybe the Colorado. West is, I don't know. I feel like the I feel like the West is – both conferences are up for grabs. I mean, that's what makes the – the playoffs, yeah. the Stanley Cup playoffs, so fun is. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, everyone wants to take Boston right now because they're so dominant in the regular season. But the Stanley Cup's not a regular season award, Rich. And I know you're smiling over yeah. there, ear to ear, because you you love you some Boston Bruins. But it's not that simple. You know that. It's not. No, I mean, there's it's definitely hard. It's no really hard. To, it's really hard to win four seven game series. Mm-hmm. in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It is yeah. the hardest trophy to win. You have always said that. I have always agreed with you. It hardest is trophy to win in sports. So, yep. I mean... If it, if, it most, came, if it came down to Boston and Carolina in the East, that's a that's a coin toss. Either one of those teams could win, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's tough. It, it's a very tough... Okay, I'm going to throw another... We're going to round out episode 177 with this final topic here. All right, Rich. All right. I'll answer I'll answer as well. I'll actually answer this question first and then I'll give you and then I always make you answer first. I'll answer first here. Okay. On this one. Right. Which team, hypothetically speaking, it doesn't okay. matter what the standings look like. We're just going to be hypothetical here. Which team in the current playoff field would you give the Predators the best chance to win a seven-game series against? <laughs> Oh wow! Um, I knew I'd get. I knew I'd get a laugh out of that. So we got to get. Here's the teams we got to pick from: Dallas, Minnesota, Colorado, Vegas, L.A., Edmonton, and your two wild card teams: Seattle, Winnipeg. Winnipeg. You can't pick Calgary. <clears throat> You're gonna say I Winnipeg? Think, I don't think so. Out of all are those, you just, are you going off recency bias because they played so yeah, well against them probably, on Saturday? Probably a little <laughs> bit. I mean. Maybe Minnesota. I mean, they they play well against Minnesota. All right, from time to time. I mean, it's not going to happen. It's definitely not going to happen mathematically. Like, it's not possible. But this is a hypothetical question here. This isn't realistically what's going to happen. Well, actually, it could happen. This actually could happen. I I I I recant my statement. It could happen if LA were to pass Vegas. Okay. They could actually have the highest point total in the Western Conference when it's all said and done. And if the Preds get the final wild card spot, they could draw LA in the first round. And I'm taking it right now. The best <laughs> chance that the Preds have to win a first round series, and it's still so minute. I'm not predicting that this will happen. I'm saying the best chance, everybody. So don't quote me. Yep. I'm I'm taking the Kings, and it could happen. It could. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you look and at the if numbers, I, you're good, that's for if sure. If I remember correctly, hmm. the Preds – let's let's pull it up right now. The Preds swept no, – they, they, they didn't sweep it, no. The Preds got points in all three matchups against the Kings this year. Wow, there you go. Won the series 2-1. to one. The one game they lost, they took it to a shootout to open yep. the season or early in the season. Yep. AJ Evans. I'm taking says, the Kings. I mean, long live the streak, but lottery luck versus plowed in the first round. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, they're, yeah they're I get, I no get, matter what. <laughs> I get what you're saying, AJ. I respect that, but the whole lottery argument is long gone, man. Yeah, I don't think it's... we we could have made the whole argument for the lottery like a month ago, but this team is well past that. They're in that gray area. They are. So right now, all you might as well just hope they win. Because, yep. I mean, what are you hoping for? Is they lose a little bit so they can move up one draft spot. They're not going. The, 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 the odds of them landing Connor Bedard, the number one pick, is 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 basically zero at this point. And yep. even you know, yeah, maybe you want them to pick in the top five. I get that too. But that's true. That this draft happen. class, like I said, we we mentioned this a little bit earlier. This draft class is already extremely stacked with offensive forwards, mm-hmm. playmakers. Yep. And also with your draft capital that you possess right now, you have all the power to move up, which is what I think the strategy was from the beginning. I think that's yep. why the Preds reluctantly traded away Tanner Janot. Yep. Yeah, because they got a haul for him. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's what it's you're true. thinking right now. Yep. You can trade it. You've got all these draft picks you can move around. You've got some players you can think about even trading at that point. Like, yep. you've got some options here. So, mm-hmm. they're probably going to move up in the first round. Yep. No matter where they finish, they're probably going to try to move up. And yep. there's going to be a really highly skilled offensive player that they can draft to add to that prospect pool that already looks extremely good. I would call the Preds prospect pool – Definitely top 10 in the NHL right now. Maybe mm-hmm. even top five, top eight, somewhere around there. They're definitely yep. top 10 in my opinion. So we we shouldn't really focus on not making the playoffs for the sake of our lottery odds. That that ship is sailed. Yeah. That ship is sailed. Yeah, we'll see what happens. If they get a few guys back, there's a chance. But if you look at the schedule, just don't see it happening. If they somehow were to sneak in the playoffs, it seems very likely there's there's really four teams. There's even mm-hmm. really five teams they could play realistically in the first round. Yeah, yeah you've got so LA. I mean, you've got the race to have the most points in the Western Conference is really between five teams: LA, Vegas, Colorado, Minnesota, Dallas. You've even got Edmonton. I'll throw a six team. Edmonton's so yeah. you've got you've got six teams within six points um, of each other. Yeah, six points. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Your, your top three division <laughs> leaders in both the Central and the Pacific Division right now are all within six points of each other. Yep. And your top Eastern Conference team doesn't even have as many points <laughs> as your – or they have the same amount of points as your number three team in the Metropolitan. So <laughs> – yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, look, so you've got Minnes- 
You've got Minnesota who could definitely pass Dallas and end up winning the division. Colorado could still catch fire and win the division like we all expected from the beginning. L.A. could end up passing Vegas. Edmonton is lurking around there at number three. They're only six points back. I mean, anything could happen. Mm -hmm. So who knows? If the Preds somehow pull a rabbit out of their hat and they make it in, they could play either one of those six teams, which is kind of why I've asked that question to begin Mm -hmm. with. And out of those six teams, I'll take L.A. or Minnesota, but I'll take L.A. first. Yeah. I'm not picking the Preds to win a seven-game series against either six of no. those teams. No. But there's a couple teams in that in that group that I think could sweep the Preds. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, I could see <clears throat> Dallas, Dallas would most likely sweep the Preds. Colorado would probably sweep the Preds, maybe in five. Vegas would have a really good chance to sweep the Preds or at least win in five. Edmonton would, at the very worst, win in five. Yeah. Maybe L.A. you could pull six or seven out of it. I'm just going to call it just based on the season series, based on matchups. Maybe, just maybe, you could make it interesting in a first-round series against L.A. That's what I'm going to take to the bank right now. Colorado Colorado actually could move up because they've got two games in hand on all the teams, which that's that's crazy. All the the other teams of the six – They've all played 70 games, but Colorado has only played 68. So we got AJ chiming in here. He says, knowing logic, Cody Glass is going to have a monster playoff and be our franchise center. That'd be but good. He puts that in quote. I mean, I would like that. Cody Glass has been playing some great hockey, man. Yeah, for He's sure. been looking really good. Again, we have a lot to be happy and proud about, despite I know it's a 7-0 loss. It stings. It's always going to sting no matter the yep. – we'll have to wait and see. I think we're going to get more news on Tuesday – regarding Roman Yossi's mysterious upper body injury, which he left in the Winnipeg game. You know, we'll never know we'll never know if the Preds could have pulled out that win against that regulation win against Winnipeg if they're not skating with five defensemen for that entire game. Oh yeah. For for two of the three periods without their captain. And then they and then they said in the shoot in the um the overtime, most of the guys playing in overtime had never been in a Overtime situation, like LeBron. I mean, I got it. Yeah, I mean, I got it right here, actually. I actually put it down just to remember it. But let's look at these, this uh, overtime. Let's look at this overtime uh, unit here with no Yossi in that overtime period against uh, Winnipeg on Saturday. Your first unit was Glass, Tyson Berry, and Matt Duchesne. Yeah. Jeremy Lazan, as you mentioned, was on the second unit. I mean, yeah, like you said, these guys had yeah. never played together in this type of format. Yeah. You're just really sure. rolling the dice and trying to get something to stick here. So you can't you can't hold anything against John Hines here. I know everyone no. likes to blame John no, Hines. Yeah. You cannot. No, no. He's Let's playing with that an ACL team. We haven't even brought up John Hines this entire episode, but I'm going to bring it up now just because I think it's ridiculous because I actually have seen a few people say, this is all John Hines' fault, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, it's not. No, he has not nothing anywhere near his fault. <clears throat> but, no, it's absolutely I mean, not his fault. I mean, look at the minutes you're having to get from some of these guys. and Yeah, I mean, it's it's not his fault. You're is he doing do job, maybe. You're doing what you can. <laughs> You're doing what you can. Yeah. Cal Foot has been 
has been a little bit underwhelming. I will say I did like that fight he had to stick up oh, for. Yeah. Um, who did he stick up for? Evangelista? Was that in the game against Winnipeg? Yep. He did. I mean, he laid some good uppercuts there. I like that, but we're not we we're we're not I don't I don't think we he know got to all play about much that. in Tampa though. Mm, I think it seems like he didn't play much this year for them at all before he got I haven't traded. been very I haven't been very impressed though, I'll be honest. Like he's he's had a lot of turnovers in the offensive yeah. zone. Or, he's still trying to find like, his way too. He's uh he's had some really really big uh gaffes in the zone. Yeah. One being yeah. the New York the, when the Rangers scored their second goal in that game, it was the direct product of Calfoot making yeah. a horrible. I don't know what he was trying to do. Like I don't know what he was looking at, but he just he he had a great primary assist to the Rangers score. Let's put it that yeah. way. But he's you know probably yeah he's probably you know. All struggling. They're all struggling to deal with losing so many players. So it's probably just deer in a headlights type of situation for him. Yeah. For all I'm of them. Really. Yeah. For all of them. Yeah. And they're and they're getting great experience. We'll see how many of these players stick around, who comes yeah. back next year, all that good stuff. I like that you brought up Kiefer Sherwood because mm-hmm. he is a guy that I've really enjoyed watching play. Yeah. You know, we kind of like laughed about it there for a little bit because he scored the first goal of the season and then he just disappeared forever. We were like, oh, like, Kiefer Sherwood scores the first goal, then he's gone for <laughs> And now he's back, and he's playing valuable minutes. Yeah. He's a he's kind of a better version of Cole Smith. I, I, that's kind of what he gives me. Kiefer mm-hmm. Sherwood plays oh, just yeah. like Cole Smith. Like, he plays just with that same rugged style, but he has he has an offensive skill set to his game. Yeah, he does. And he – he is very energetic, which is good as well. He always gets after the puck, which you always got to appreciate that. So I like him. For sure. All I right. Like we'll him. see if we can get some guys healthy. We'll find out more about Roman Yossi on Tuesday. We'll see what's going on with you. So Parson, we'll see what's going on with Alex Carrier. I mean, we got so many guys. Ryan McDonough. McDonough's been out. I mean, that poor guy, Ryan McDonough, he takes a puck to the face like every freaking game he plays. Like a magnet. Poor guy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, at this point, you really have to have a list in front of you to re- remember all the players oh, yeah. that the Preds are missing right now. I mean, you saw Parson, and that's been another really mysterious injury. Oh, all yeah. these injuries are kind of mysterious. Like, you don't get a lot of information. You don't really know. Uh, so, I mean, if you can just get, like, two of these guys back, then oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah. maybe. Give you a little bit of a, a shot, but – out of all the guys that are injured, they got to get Ryan McDonough back quick, and they got to get Roman Yossi back. Quick. Oh yeah, those are my yeah. those are my top two. I want them all back. I miss Yusuf Parson and I miss Philip Forsberg. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking about two players, they have to have back quickly to give them even a chance. They yeah. need Ryan McDonough and Roman 100%. Yossi back. And 100%. I think out of out of all of them, I would think that Ryan McDonough will probably come back first. But again, we don't really know what's going on with Roman yeah, Yossi. Nobody knows. Who knows? We will find out. It's been a fun episode. We just passed yep. the hour mark. This has been Catfish on Ice, episode 177, presented by DraftKings, promo code THBN. To have a great time on yep. March Madness, throw down some money on a money line with our promo code THBN for new users. Go have fun with that, as it's the Sweet 16 for March Madness. Go have fun with that. We're a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. We appreciate all of you 
watching along on our YouTube channel, please hit subscribe down below. It helps us a ton. And also, go Preds. We're going to stick with this team. Let's see if they got one right. more fight left in them to make it nine straight playoff appearances. We'll see. We don't want the streak to die. Just keep going. We don't, we don't want the streak to die, everybody. All right? Hopefully with that said, with that said, everyone have a great night. We'll see you for the next episode. Take care, everybody. Have a good one.